Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the African Vibicide podcast, where we're going to be speaking to 24 writers covering 24 teams at the 2023 African Cup of Nations, which, of course, is going to be played in 2024. Uh, today, I have with me a very, very special guest, somebody that's close to my heart, uh, my Egyptian uh, journalist and colleague, Mohamed Kutub, who's uh, really freelance for uh, a lot of different people, very, very um, knowledgeable about the, uh, the football game, former BBC Arabic, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's here to speak to me about the Pharaohs. How are you doing, Mohamed? Hi, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to be on the show. Absolute pleasure. So, so we're going to start with the uh, State of the Union, uh, basically the state of the Egyptian national football team. Uh, since 2022 AFCON, Egypt has won 13 matches. That's the most in, on the African continent. Uh, they're coming in with a new coach, Rui Vittoria. Um, so they seem to be winning matches, but at the same time, we hear some kind, some stories that have emerged out of camp very recently about uh, maybe some more senior players uh, not being happy with the amount of playing time and maybe being discarded from the group or maybe themselves personally withdrawn from the group. What can you tell me about the general state of the Egyptian national team? How's the feeling uh, in the Egyptian camp just two, three weeks away from the tournament now? I think there's this sense of um, stability in, in some sort under Rui Vittoria. But you mentioned Egypt winning this many games over the last uh, couple of years under Rui. But I don't think Egypt was put to a proper test since the World Cup playoff against Senegal. It was just the two friendlies against Algeria, against Tunisia, that we might count as a proper test. Uh, the pre-World Cup friendly against Belgium. But apart from this, with all due respect to any team that Egypt played in the last 18 months or so, they were all winnable. Uh, with Vittoria, with Atom, they were all winnable. And um, yeah, there is um, some players, there are some players who are unhappy with their situation. One of them decided to uh, retire from international football, who's Tariq Hamid, who's... Uh, been a cornerstone for the national team for the last five, six years or so. Um, but you would think with the number of senior players unhappy about their playing time that you would find new, fresh faces coming into the national team. But I didn't see Rui Vittoria introduce any new player apart from one player who's almost 30 or above 30, who's Mahmoud Hamada. Apart from this, it's the same old faces we had under Carlos Quiroz. And uh, now we're hearing that Abdullah Saeed, who's 38, who's announced his retirement from international football months ago, is being called up for the national team in the 55-player squad. So there is this sense that nothing much has changed under Rui Victoria in terms of the names, uh, in terms of who's playing, in terms of the starting eleven. And we're yet to see how this team is going to act under the pressure of a big occasion. It's just the friendly with Algeria in, in, uh, in Al-Ain and the friendly against Tunisia that would count as proper tests. Apart from that, not a single competitive game under Victoria that we can assess how far has this team come from that point under Kiros when they were that close from uh, winning the Cup of Nations, they were a penalty away from the World Cup. But since then, nothing much has happened in terms of assessing progress and where can we put this Egypt team in terms of contenders for the SAFCON. Do you think part of that is because, as you as you mentioned, 
they were just a penalty kick away from the World Cup and a penalty kick away from the AFCON. And 2017, they were uh, very, very close to winning the tournament as well. They were finalists. Is there that impression that you just needed a little bit of luck maybe to, to get over the hump and to win the AFCON title? Um, and so there isn't a, a need to change things you know, to, to instill a revolution, really. Maybe we just stay with the same faces, the Shanawis, the Salahs, the Trezegues, the Tarahamids, the, you know, etc. cetera, uh, and Nennis. And this time they're going to get it done. And is there a lot of pressure on Egypt to get it done with this generation? Because especially Mohamed Salah hasn't really won uh, an Afghan yet. There is a bit of that. But you would think when Egypt signed Louis Vittorian, the objective was the 2026 World Cup. He's, um, I mean, in, in, in at least the last 10 years or so, he's the only manager who signed a four-year contract. And when you sign a manager, when you sign an international manager for four years, you expect them to introduce a whole different team. It's no longer a short-term objective. Afcons, we want seven of them. This is what Egyptians talk about. Yeah, we always want to win more. But at the end of the day, the target now is the World Cup. And after what Morocco did in Qatar, it's no longer just the World Cup. It's doing well at the World Cup, which is a whole different story for Egyptians, having not won a single game in the World Cup yet. So, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed uh, from a personal point of view that Pretoria hasn't introduced more new names to the national team. When you look at the 55-player squad, the youngest of them, Ahmed Nabil Kuka, who's barely playing with an Ahli, he's 22. So the youngest player in your squad is 22. You don't have an 18-year-old. You don't have a 19-year-old. Back in the day, in every AFCON winning Egyptian team, you would have one young talent at least. Ahmed Fathi back in the day, he would play in the final at centre-back at 20 years of age. This is no longer the case. And I don't think this is only on Victoria to blame because it's the whole setup in Egypt. Uh, a, a player is still considered up-and-coming until the age of 24, which is probably the age who should be smashing it in, in Europe, if he is uh, good enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the last uh, opportunity for many of the players. Um, second loss for the generation of Hagazi, Salah, and Nenni at the very maximum, I would expect them to play another AFCON after this one. So um, yeah, they came very close in 2017, penalty away against Senegal in Cameroon. But yeah, I think, I was hoping to see more new faces if we're talking about a 2026 World Cup objective. But now that we've moved it back to the same old faces, we expect nothing less but them going all the way and winning it because you're no longer dealing with a long-term project. Now you've taken it back to this, yeah, let's just go out there with Cote d'Ivoire and win it. Because when you call Nenni, call Hagazi, call Shinnawis and, and call Salah, then it's no longer about a long-term project. We don't have, I don't think Egypt will start with any of the Olympic team in AFCON. The Olympic team uh, has, has produced some interesting players um, for the future, but they're, they're very relied on uh, in the national team. So yeah, I was, I was hoping with a long-term project, with what we were told um, when Victoria signed to Egypt for four years, to see a younger squad, but um, it seems uh, it's going to be the same old faces again, which is not bad. The, the, I have nothing against the old faces. They, uh, 
did so much for Egypt, especially the generation of Nenni, Hagazi, Hamad Salah. And they miss that, the legacy as this generation. You, they're, they're not going to sink into the Egyptian football history as a solid, coherent generation without an Afghan win. Uh, yeah, they've made it to the World Cup. Yeah, they've made it to a couple of finals. But uh, yeah, you know how you've been to Egypt, Mahran. You know how strongly we feel about Afghan in Egypt and how important it is and how Egyptians introduce themselves to the world of football. So without a win in Afghan, yeah, you can score as many goals in Europe or um, win as, uh, as many trophies uh, domestically, but Afghan is the real deal. So yeah. Um, so many factors. It's not just Vittoria to blame, but I was expecting a man of his profile to be uh, bold enough to just introduce yeah. new faces. I feel, I feel, Mehad, that Carlos Queiroz, uh, in six months or so, managed to introduce more faces, more new faces, into this Egypt team than Vittoria did in the last 18 months. The chief of those being Hamid Abdelmunem, who exploded uh, at the 2021 AFCON. And with Rui Vittoria's profile, I mean, Coming coaching at Benfica, you know, and, and those that kind of those kinds of youth stars that he sort of helped produce, like like exactly. Joao Felix, like Ruben Diaz, you would think that it would be a little bit more of a of a place of emphasis. But let's talk about Rui Vitoria. Let's talk tactics. Um, I think Pep Guardiola wrote in his book, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that it was very very difficult to play his Benfica side when Pep was coaching Bayern Munich. That it was one of the toughest defenses to play in Europe. Um, I looked over his defensive record after that with Spartak Moscow and, and a few different clubs, even at Nasser. wasn't spectacular. Um, and Egypt, with previous coaches, coaches like Hector Cooper, coaches like Carlos Quiros, I think fans were happy with the results. But at the same time, maybe there was a little bit of, you know... They didn't Egypt like is, what they were watching. Yes, yeah. the, <laughs> we're used to seeing them with the, you know, the, the Shahata sides with the high-flying offense. And Egypt is about playing technical football and attacking football. So you have those previous coaches getting the results, but not really with the style of play. You bring in Rivatoria. What kind of coach is he? Is he a continuation of those uh, coaches that like Quiros and Cooper, or is he more of a throwback to Shahata, or is he something of a, a balance between defense, defensive and attacking? I think he's, he is trying to strike the right balance between in the recent identity of Egypt, which is the reactive side, sitting at the back, very solid, hard to score against, getting all counters. And the flamboyantly entertaining Hassan Shahada side, who was given, whose players were given so much freedom to create. But let's not forget, Mehad, that this team, the mechanism of Egypt attacking in the last five, six, seven years, was tailored to serve Muhammad Salah as a goal scorer. So the end game is to not to pa not just pass to Salah, but any kind of mechanism should be backed up at Salah's end. And what Victoria might make use of, might take advantage of this time round, is Hamad Salah's gameplay with Liverpool. Look at the amount of chances he provides for Darwin Nunes, for example. Um, this is one thing he might capitalize on with the form Mustafa Hamad is on in, in France, with how many goals Omar Marmouche has been scoring in Germany, how many goals Trezeguet has been scoring in Turkey. Remarkable player to come back from all the injuries and uh, be at this level still. I think Vittoria is still a Portuguese manager who are cautious enough to sit at the back and contain opposition, but he's aware as well of what made the fans unhappy with Kiroz, Kilper, and, and the previous managers who 
did did well in terms of results, but didn't do that great in terms of earning uh, the nation's uh, satisfaction. So yeah, he's trying to strike the right balance. Uh, still, again, he hasn't been put to the right test to assess whether he's gonna. I wonder how is he how is he gonna deal with a team like Ghana in the group stage of that competition with the pace they have with Kudus, Semenyo, and the others. How is he gonna deal with that? And this is gonna be really telling. This is gonna explain to us more how Victoria is tailing his team. Um, I, I, I want to go back to calling Abdullah Saida, for example. This tells you something about how he wants to play it. Because Abdullah Saeed is like too old and too slow to play on the wing, right? He's not going to be a striker. Go. He's going to be... Exactly. So he wants someone to hold on to the ball. And I think um, over the last 18 months or so under Victoria, he, he, he did manage to find a plan A and a plan B in every position. Apart from this very position, the number 10, the one, the Abu Trika of this generation, we don't have, Abu Trika can, can never be replicated, right? But he's trying to find this one player that can put everything together and he couldn't find it in anyone but Abdullah Saeed. And I have to be honest with you, I'm struggling to think of a player with the same profile. But this tells you something about how he wants to play. He wants to control more of the ball because Abdullah Said without the ball wouldn't have much to do with the game. So uh, that's a good sign. If, if, if the Egyptian fans are after possession football, that's a good sign. Uh, on the other hand, the goal scoring capabilities of Egypt this time is better because Mustafa Mohammed is on a better form at Nantes. Uh, Trezeguet has been uh, doing well in recent months and Marmouche is uh, exploding in Germany at the minute. So. Um, that's a good sign. That could lead to Egypt going a bit forward. But then on the other hand, um, what would hold Egypt back is the condition of the centre-backs. Hegezi has just come back from injury. You can't play a high line. And I've just seen him play for El Tihad in the Club World Cup. He, he looks even slower than his... He's never been a very fast centre-half. He's never been a fast centre-half, but he's even slower than he to be and you would hope he would pick up some form. El Winch, who used to partner him in the, in the previous AFCON before Abdel Manan burst into the scene, still we're yet to see him. He's just come back from an ACL injury. Um, so I, won't, I wouldn't think Egypt would go for a high line. They would still sit at the back, play uh, a medium to deep block. But when they go forward, when they possess the ball, I think they're going to play more and hopefully capitalize on this shift in Hamad Salah's gameplay so he can provide, he can just put the players through. He, he no longer the player who wants to score all the goals, he wants to involve everyone. And I feel mad that Egypt so far hasn't made use of Mustafa Mohammed's uh, goal scoring capabilities. This man has been lethal with his Zamanic, uh, especially via crosses. He's supplying with enough crosses. And um, uh, what we have seen from him in France, uh, has 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 shown his 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 development as a ball playing player as well. That's something he's been missing when he was playing for Zamalek. So, I think this should be Mustafa Mohamed's tournament in terms of goal scoring. Not just the first player to press up. Not just the first player who would come down and support the midfield. No, he should introduce himself as a goal scorer, and this would, I think, take Egypt to a whole different level.
Okay, let me let me put some pressure on you now and let me ask you to choose a starting 11. Because for me, the, the main headache for me is is that attacking line. Like you mentioned, so many players are in form, you know, between Trezeguet, yeah. Marmouche, uh, Salah and Mustafa. Marmouche has been, can play as a striker and has been playing as a striker sometimes for Frankfurt. And uh, even Kahraba has been playing as a striker for Ahli Kahraba has been great. Yeah, shout out to Kahraba. I have, I have to Zizou, say Zizou is somebody that's been, you know, unbelievable transformation. He's been, he's been always, I always like Kahraba's gameplay because he's been always disruptive to the opposition. Um, one on ones, he was great when he was playing as a winger for Zamalek back in the days. But his transformation into a number nine under Marcel Kula, phenomenal, phenomenal. What a player. So how, how do you fit everybody into a starting 11? What, I'm going to put the challenge on you. Go ahead. How, how would you play <laughs> with this Egyptian national team? Well, uh, I think there's, there is no debate that the Shinawi will, will, will start the tournament. Uh, well, remember Gabeski, he's, he's, uh, he's no longer a, at the same level he was at a couple of years ago. So Chinao is undisputedly going to be uh, the goalkeeper. On the right uh, back position, Vittoria likes Hamad Hani so much. And um, Hani has been playing for Al-Ahli for so long. But he's, it, he's still to prove a point with Egypt. I feel like he lacks this, not just the physical toughness, the mental toughness to play in Africa. He's, he's, he's had it all with Al-Ahli, but I'm just talking about uh, playing for Egypt. And uh, last time we had Omar Kamal, who was, who was very good, uh, picked up uh, so much experience. And the Kirosh, he's still doing well with, uh, with Future, and he's even a, a target for Al-Ahli. So I would put Omar Kamal on the right, uh, on the right back. Centre-backs is, one of them is undisputedly reserved from Hamad Abdel Menem, great defender. I think Personally, if I was Abdelmenem, I would take a move up to the Safcon. Um, and he has more than what it takes to, to play at the very high level in Europe at the minute. Um, Hegazi, I, I, I didn't like much what I've seen from Hegazi in the Club World Cup. He looked slower. He's always, he's always been crucial for Egypt. And we can always excuse him because he, he's been missing uh, for a long time. But I don't see a better player. In, in the squad to put ahead of Higazi. So it will have to be Higazi next to Abdelmenem, not just for his uh, capabilities, but for his uh, leadership, for um, you know what he can add in terms of leadership to the back four as well. So I'll put Higazi next to Abdelmenem and hope that he grows into the tournament as he always did. Um, on the left, um, Vittoria likes Mohamed Hamdi. He's uh, an efficient left back, goes forward and even play in the midfield. He plays with Pyramid sometimes in the midfield, but he's uh, a very disciplined left back with um, a lot of energy. But there is Ahmed Fatou, and Ahmed Fatou has a whole big story. Skillful player, one of these five-a-side. If, if I'm going to a five-a-side later today, I would take Ahmed Fatou with me. But um, yeah, um, he's, he's struggling with Zamalek with some problems. He hasn't been playing for some time. He's a great player in terms of handling the pressure. He doesn't feel the pressure. He, he, he just takes everything as a five-a-side game, which is great to have in a big tournament. But, I mean, given what's happening at the minute, it, it, it will have to be Muhammad Hamdi on the left back. It will have to be a 4-3-3. Uh, I don't think there is a Portuguese manager who has ever played without a 4-3-3. So, uh, in the 13 matches that Vitoria has coached in Egypt, he's only ever played with four defenders. He's yeah. never played with uh, five or three or, or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, so three in the midfield. Um, we, we don't know uh, how fit Nenni will be for, uh, for AFCON. We don't know how ready he will be. So as it stands, I very, I very much like Marwan Atiyah. Uh, he's uh, more of a Tariq Hamid, but with a spin. He's got this uh, ability to put the ball forward. He's a good passer. And uh, he's, he's shown some very good qualities with Al-Ahli. He's, he's adapted in absolutely no time. Coming from uh, Al-Ittihad to Al-Ahli and play in, in, in the Champions League, then uh, in the Club World Cup, a very good player. I think uh, he could be Egypt's anchorman. Uh, right next to him will, uh, will be Imam Ashur. Uh, for me, Imam Ashur is the next big thing in Egyptian football. With all the hype that accompanied his transfer uh, to Al Ahli, with uh, how uh, little effort he made to adapt in Denmark, but he's a great player, great talent. He has it all in the midfield. He can um, play number six, number eight, and even number ten now under uh, under Kolar with Al Ahli. So uh, he's he's got this element that was missing in 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 the 2021. Uh, Egypt team at AFCON, which is a midfield player that can take the ball forward and, you know, have a go with a shot one time. Something like, that, like, Ahmed Asunei uh, or Tadah Hamid, they don't really, they don't really have that in their arsenal. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he's got loads, loads more to offer in, 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 uh, in the attacking third. He can go on the side, he can cross the ball, and he, he can shoot. And, and, and uh, in AFCON in particular, if you don't shoot, you miss out on so much opportunity to score. Uh, so I would put Imam Ashur as one of the uh, three in the midfield. Between Hamdi Fathi and Nenni and Victoria's favorite Mahmoud Hamada, it, it's one of them who will complete the, the trio. Uh, Hamada is a very good facilitator, good runner. Uh, he serves all the tactical needs quite well, but he hasn't been this compelling to fans and obviously the fact that he doesn't play for for the big fish in Egyptian football or even in Europe the kind of uh, uh, you know uh, puts puts some obstacles in in his way but Vittoria is very much convinced with him and I think he will have a shot at this afghan but I think Hamdi Fathir as well is someone you cannot ignore uh, physically really strong can win the ball back and under Kohler in the last season uh, with Al-Ahli he proved that he can go forward and play as uh, this player who comes up from the blue and uh, turns up in the box and you know hits the ball in the back of the net. So he provides some uh, some options as well. So I think I would choose firstly Hamdi Fathi, but this is all pending in Nenni. I think if Nenni read, it'd be hard to ignore him with all the experience he had. With um, you know, you, you can't just have Nenni and bench him uh, for Egypt uh, uh, minute. The attack in third is is uh, is the million dollar question, but l- let's just agree that Mo Salah is 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 above conversation. So his his right hand side is is just deserved. I don't see a better number nine in Egypt than Mustafa Mohammed, at least in Africa, at least in this atmosphere. Who's on the left wing? This is the million dollar question, I think. Um, between Marmouche and, and Trezeguet, there is very uh, little to to decide on. Um, I feel it hasn't quite happened for Marmouche in Egypt yet. Uh, he, he does what he does in Germany brilliantly. Um, and he's, I think he's better when he plays a bit closer to the striker, to the number nine position, than 
as a winger. And I feel Trezeguet understands more what is needed from an Egypt winger who plays on the other side of Salah. Because when you play on the other side of Salah, you have to cut into the box sometimes. And at other times, you have to play on the very line to make way for Salah to come and cut, cut into the box. So I feel Trezeguet has more of an understanding to this. This would be a tight call. This would be like the night before the game call. Uh, yeah. for Victoria. But if it was me, I would start with Trezeguet and I would obviously involve uh, Marmouche at, at one point of the game. Kahraba would be my super sub. Kahraba will, will, will have to be my super sub because he's so disruptive the games. The one downside with Kahraba is when he comes in as a sub, he's not as focused uh, comparing to when he starts the game. So you need to just mentally prepare him for this role, you're going to be my super sub. You're going to be my giddu for this tournament, uh, if you know what I mean. Which definitely. is which is not which is which is not easy. Which is not easy. Uh, but you would hope that Victoria finds this communication, this understanding with Kahraba Mermouche, that you guys are going to be my super sub. You're going to be involved in almost every game, and it comes down to who grows into the tournament. Because giddu, for example, Abdel Menem. This is this is what Egypt and Afcon is all about. That player that comes from absolutely nowhere and just dominates the scene. Uh, so yeah, this is my this would be my starting eleven. I like it. I like it, especially like Trezeguet. It seems like one of those players that when Egypt needs an important goal or needs an important contribution, some players have that knack of like coming up, you know, showing up on the big occasion when it matters the most. It seems like Trezeguet has that about him in the last few years. I have, I have to say I've been, I've been really impressed with Trezeguet recently uh, when he got this downgrade in his career from uh, Aston Villa going down to Turkey. He didn't lose it when he picked up this big injury. He didn't lose it. And um, yeah, he's a different man when he plays for Egypt. He's, uh, he's one of these players. You know, we, we always had this in Egypt, that there is one player... Who On the African continent, with national team... Thriving, 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 absolutely thriving with Egypt. And he wouldn't show the same level with his club. But, I mean, with Trezeguet, his work in ethic is phenomenal. His understanding of what Egypt needs in terms of the other winger on the other side of Hamad Salah. Absolutely phenomenal. But we're running out of time. We have five minutes left. Um, let's go through. The next category is star player. Can we just agree that it's Mohamed Salah? Uh, hands down. Uh, you, you have yeah, anything yeah, to add? You can anything save, you can save your that. time on this. You can save any kind, of, any kind of insight, anything that we need to know about him this year. It I, seems I, indicate that he's more of a creator yeah. than a finisher this year. I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of this, and uh, Victoria has to capitalize on this. If Darwin Nunes had scored uh, uh, from 50 percent of the chances uh, Salah provided him with, he would have been top scorer in the Premier League at the minute. And uh, yeah, he seems in a good mood. He seems uh, ready, and uh, yeah, I, I mean. What we have seen from Salah in the previous Afcon, uh, rising up to the occasion, showing more character, getting the players around him, is the exact thing we need from him this time around. And yeah, I mean, hands down, the main man, hands down, the one that puts Egypt um, on that level of, you know, of one of the contenders to win this. Next category is young player that will emerge. You told me that the youngest player on the 55 the list is 22, man. So, <laughs> so let, let's modify this one. Let's give it a, a little Egyptian twist. Who's a player well, that maybe 
people don't know about that will emerge, kind of like your Abdelmunem or your Geddo or a player like that that we're going to discover at the at the Afcon. Is it Marwan Atiyah well, or someone? We, we we know him in Egypt, and he's he's sparked so much controversy. Imam Ashour, he's uh, he's been the man of the moment for uh, for uh, for Zamalek for I a mean, long quick time. Question, quick question: Is Imam Ashour a throwback to those Egyptian players that were so talented but seemed to lack a little bit of professional mentality, like the Hassan Ghalis, need, somebody need, like that? You need to tweak his mindset a little bit, and if there is any any team that can do that it's al ahli and if there is any manager who would kind of enforce this discipline and he's he's already been uh, dismissed out of one camp uh, the recent the most recent camp actually for disciplinary reasons so i hope that he rises up to the occasion i actually hope that he gets called up because he's a great addition to the egyptian national if he gets called up and he plays for egypt he would he would show some very good capabilities he's one of these He's a throwback to the likes of Hosni Abdurrabbu, Ahmed Hassan, have it all, can score goals, can come back and win the ball back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all starts from here, doesn't it? Last thing before we wrap up, and I thank you again for joining me. Uh, prediction. I have Egypt uh, in my little too early AFCON preview. I have them as one of the favorites. I have them with uh, Ivory Coast, our hosts, Senegal defending champions. Morocco because of what they did at the World Cup, and I have Egypt here simply because, for me, it seems like Egypt knows who their main players are. They kind of know what their identity is. They kind of know what they have to do. So there's a lot of coherence for me in the Egyptian national team. Do you agree with that? And how far do you see them going? Well, yeah, it's hard to to ignore Egypt when you list some you know contenders to win this one. But this is West Africa. This is the Ivory Coast. This is Afcon. And um, I don't see too many teams more ready than Egypt to win it. But in the meantime, I'm yet to see this Egypt under this manager play in Africa. So, and Egypt is the kind of team that grows into the tournament. They just show, start slowly and then pick it up from there, couple of wins and they just go on all the way. So I think Egypt is a solid team. Uh, they can go all the, way, uh, all the way and win it, but they need everything to come together come the tournament time. And this is one big challenge for everything to come together, for all the players to come in a, in a, in a good condition. I do agree with you that Egypt should make it at least to the final four. But uh, yeah, anything but anything less with this experienced squad, anything less than the final four would be a disappointment, definitely. Hamid, thanks for joining me. Really, really appreciate it. And Thank you for having me. Uh, unfortunately, you're not going to be in the every place, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anybody that wants to follow your analysis, your football insight can follow you where? Uh, I'm on Twitter and uh, yeah, um, I'm not going to be in in, in, uh, in the Africa, sadly, unless you offer me a private job. Or something. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm on Twitter, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff for BN Sports, for Al Jazeera, for uh, the BBC, and hopefully some stuff um, for AFCON. Yeah, who knows? Very good. I'll, I'll include all of his social media uh, handles in the description below. Hamid, thank you one last time. And thank I will you speak so soon. much. Thank you. Peace. Uh...